The words and opinions expressed in this podcast do not represent NGBN, its sponsors, or advertisers. All opinions are that of the show host and guests. Please be advised that some language and content may be unsuitable for younger listeners. This podcast is a National Grassroots Broadcasting Network production. Change. We've all wanted to, and we've all tried to, but why can't we? Let's dive into The Changing Point with your host, Ian Hill. This podcast is designed to help you be your best. Each week, we'll take meaningful information, tangible tools from experts from various fields, both national and internationally known, and some that are emerging you may not have heard of. But all of them will combine to do one thing, give you information to help you be the best expression of yourself. And the only thing that we ask you to do in return is go and take that best you and go enlighten the burden of your fellow man. You know, I'm always fond to say that you can't change the whole big bad world, but you can handle your little corner of it. And if we can be a changing point for you, for your improvement, and then you can in turn go and handle your little corner of the world, then we've done our job. Well, who are you, Ian? Well, I'm a guy that's been wrong more times than I've been right. I've lost more times than I've won. And I've failed more times than I've succeeded. That said, we've been able to do some pretty cool things all across North America, as far away as Africa and Australia. If you want to learn a little bit more about me, all you got to do is go to thechangingpoint.life, thechangingpoint.life, and you can read a little bit more. Or you could just go to Google, type in Ian Hill, world record, or Ian Hill, let them be kids, or Ian Hill, speaker. And you'll learn a little bit about who I am and what I'm about. This show and all of us that are involved, we got Christian handling all the technical side, engineering the show. You got Jody, the producer. You got Mike, who's editing it up. So the final product is awesome. And of course, my fabulous daughters, Nia and Nadia, all here at the Changing Point Studio in Reno, Nevada. We're all set up to do one thing help you be the best expression of yourself. So over the next 52 weeks, we'll strive to do all we can to give you that information and give you those tools and provide you with the experts to help you through these changing times. There's a listener that I need to to give a personal message to. I've heard you. I heard you. And I know you're hurting. I know you're going through an extremely difficult time, maybe even the most difficult time of your life. And I know that it's difficult to even get out of bed. That's how heavy the depression is. That's how heavy the the feelings of failure are. That's how heavy the feeling of despair is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're going through this. I even heard you say that there was no one that, no one that cared, that you had no friend, that no one loved you. I heard that. And I want you to know that you can make it. And I want you to know that you can do it. And I know that those words, they may not resonate with you right now. Yeah. The only thing I would say to you today is this. I started this show for you. For you. Because I love you. And we love you. And we believe in you. Yeah, we will be your shoulder. We'll walk with you over a period of time. 
We'll bring you the information and the tools and the experts. You might not have insurance. You may not have the money. Come here. Just come here every week and we'll get this thing turned around. Just remember, I started this show for you. Side note, I don't know your name. But I don't know where you live. I'll probably never meet you. But we started the show for you. You know, this podcast idea is something that people have talked to me about for years. And I've always avoided it. Never wanted to do it. Primarily because I'm insecure. Primarily because I was always afraid of what people said. Well, I just Googled you. I, you've spoken in front of thousands upon thousands of people. You had your own TV show and da 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 Yeah, true. But, you know, we all have our own insecurities, our flaws and foibles. And one of mine was, was doing a podcast. Sometimes you got to step up and do your job. Meaning, you got to step up and do what you were called to do. What you were put on the planet to do. And so this podcast is a part of that for me. A lot of the episodes might have to do with me growing. (laughs) It'll be more for me than you. But all of them will combine to help you be your best. The Changing Point Podcast. And I'm excited that you joined us. Now, typically, this would be about the time that I'd be introducing you to our guest. And we've got some great guests planned in the coming weeks. I mean, world-class athletes and phenomenal performers, experts in psychology and social science. And we've even got somebody that was a, one of the top MMA fighters of all time. So we've got phenomenal guests. But this episode, I want to talk to you. Because I want to talk to you about the thing called change. I mean, it's the changing point, so we should probably talk about change. And the title of this podcast is Mastering the Power of Change. And over the next few minutes, I'm going to make the case that the ability to change or having tools in your toolkit for personal change is the most important tool you can have in your toolkit in the 21st century. Peter F. Drucker said, that every couple hundred years in Western history, society rearranged itself. And the society that the grandparents knew was fundamentally different than the society the grandchildren know. He called it a time of transformation. He said, don't be surprised if all of a sudden you wake up and the world's different. It happens every couple hundred years in Western history. Now, the fact of the matter is, in my 55 years of living, I've watched transformation. In real and meaningful terms, pre-pandemic, we were already in a time of transformation. And I would beg to differ with Drucker, who was a phenomenal futurist, 10 times smarter than me, forgotten more about how to predict the future than I'll ever know. But I would say this, that the world that the parents knew is fundamentally different than the world the children know. Just in my lifetime, just in my children's lifetime, the world has changed in incredible ways. And then, the beginning of 2020, the world hit the gas. And the pandemic accelerated change. And all of a sudden, life was fundamentally different. The question is, can you change? 
You see, here's the thing. If you do an exploration of history, what you come to find is after every single pandemic, there is a renaissance. Look at in our own country after the Spanish flu. After the Spanish flu, what? The Roaring Twenties. After the Spanish flu, the Harlem Renaissance. An incredible explosion of creativity and opportunity. And I would suggest to you we are on the precipice of the same. But you know what? The likelihood that you or I will be able to take advantage of the tremendous opportunities that will come as we emerge from this pandemic, the likelihood is minimal at best. Seriously. The chance that either one of us, you or me, are going to be able to take advantage, let alone see the opportunity or seize the opportunity, minimal at best. Well, that's kind of rude. Why would you say that? Like Christians looking at me going, well, that's kind of rude, Ian, <laughs> saying that people can't take advantage of the opportunity. Well, no. No, just follow me here. Did you know that 85% of your behavior is unconscious? 85% of the way you think, 85% of your behavior, 85% of your communication, interpersonal or otherwise, did you know that 85% of it is patterned? Almost like a computer program that's been written and scripted. How can that be true? All right, I'll say it another way. Habits. 85% of your behavior are habits, good or bad. What's a habit? A habit is a thing that you do so often and so many times, your body just does it without the mind being engaged. A habit. Think about the way you think, the patterns of thinking. Now, patterns of thinking could be how you approach an opportunity. You go through the same sequence of asking yourselves questions or how you deal with crisis or how you deal with problems or how you deal in interpersonal relationships that was established long ago when you were a child from the way you were parented, from your first friends, from your teachers. And then as you went from adolescence to young adulthood and then into adulthood, those patterns became deeply ingrained. Or how about your patterns of behavior? Think of your routine in the morning. You roll over, if you're a lot like many North Americans, you roll over, grab your phone, check out what's happening. You then think about your own problems and your own challenges and your own difficulties that you have to face in the day. And by the time you get out of bed, you want to stay in bed. Patterns. Or how about patterns of communication, interpersonal communication? You know, you ever wonder why the hair sticks up on the back of your neck when certain things are said? Certain, certain subject are brought forward. Oh, it's because there's this well-established patterns, things that bother you. Now, I'm not here to tell you that your patterns are good or bad. I'm just here to tell you that 85% of your behavior, your body does with your, without even having your mind engaged. Well, why does that matter? Why that matters is if the world has fundamentally changed around us, if Drucker was right that we're in a time of transformation and that happens every couple hundred years, then it's almost safe to bet that the patterns or approaches or ways that I'm doing things will not be what the times require. I want you to just stop and let that sink in. Are the approaches I'm using 
the ways that I'm doing things, the way that I'm thinking, the way that I'm communicating, the way that I'm behaving, are my approaches to life what the time requires? We would all agree that we're in a fundamentally different time than ever before. And it's a safe bet that you and I don't have what the time requires. Listen to what Einstein said. Einstein said that everything within us was only enough to get us where we're at today. That if we want to go any further, if we want to be any better, something was going to have to, that's right, you guessed it, change. Now, Einstein was probably one of the smartest dudes that ever lived on the planet. And he was saying that if he wanted to be any better, if he wanted to go any further, he was going to have to change. In other words, if you want tomorrow to be better than it was yesterday, you got to change. Old boy in Longview, Alberta said to me one time, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got, Ian. Change. I would suggest to you that change is an integral part of us becoming our best. Seems so obvious. Progress and change are indelibly intertwined. There can be no progress without change. So then if that's the case, why are we fighting so hard, so hard to get things to stay the same? Why do we, through our whole life, strive to get to a place where we've made it and that everything is predictable and everything is calm and everything is exactly how we want it and then it doesn't change? Helen Keller reminded us that there was nowhere in the universe or on God's green earth that that was the case, that nowhere in nature did things stay the same ever. And yet we were going to fight against nature to try to get things to stay the same? Foolishness. It is only in change that safety and security lies. There is no safety and security in things staying the same. So as the world fundamentally changes around us, we can either, one, fight that, resist that, or we can adapt and we can overcome. Now, look, I'm not talking about changing your principles and your values. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about compromising what you believe and hold dear. I'm just talking about your approaches, your styles, your patterns of thinking, your patterns of behavior, and your patterns of communication, or your habits, the things, the 85% of the things that you do say and think where your body just does it and your mind's not even involved. It's just happening. Are the approaches you're using what the times require? Such an important question as we enter into the opportunity of renaissance. It is absolutely not my place to tell you what to think. It is absolutely not my place to tell you how to behave. It is absolutely not my place to tell you how to communicate. Just not my place. That's way above my pay grade, dude. I'm still trying to figure it out. But here's what I know for a fact. We must, you must, and I must, and we must ask ourselves the question, are the approaches I'm using what the times require? And are my patterns of thinking serving me well? 
Are my patterns of communication serving me well? Are my patterns of behavior serving me well? Am I completely satisfied with the results that I'm getting every day in my life? And you know what? For me, the answer is no. The answer is no. I'm not completely satisfied with my patterns of thinking and the results that I'm getting because of it. I'm not completely satisfied with my patterns of communication and the results that I'm getting. And I'm certainly not completely satisfied with my patterns of thinking and the results that I'm getting. So what to do? Change. Change. But therein lies the challenge. In elementary school, they didn't teach me how to change. In middle school, they didn't teach me how to change. In high school, they didn't teach me how to change. Now, look, I didn't go to college. Well, I kind of did. I walked through there on my way to work every day. But from what I understand, they ain't teaching people how to change in college either. This incredible attribute, competency, the ability to change and adapt and overcome is not taught on a regular basis. And we wonder why there's not great innovation. We wonder why problems don't get solved. Because the majority of us have no idea how to change. Those patterns of behavior get deeply ingrained to the point that they have grooves in our brain. That's a scientific fact. You can Google that. And we wonder why we don't improve and the world around us doesn't improve. Because we don't know how to change. So again, it's not my place to tell you what to think, what to say, or how to act. It's not my place. But it is my place to lay at your feet the truth of the matter. And the truth of the matter is this. We better be able to change. Can you imagine if you had a way to change? If you could recognize a deficiency that you had on board, on board yourself, and then you were able to change it? What if somebody pointed out a flaw or a foible in your life and then you were able to change it? What if you wanted to acquire a new skill? Or what if you wanted to adapt to the changing times around us? What an amazing skill that would be. Progress and change are indelibly intertwined. There can be no progress without change. If you want to be better tomorrow than you were yesterday, then something's going to have to change. And as that boy in Longview, Alberta said, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. If you want to go any further, if you want to be any better, then you're going to have to change. But how, Ian? How do I change? Do you know how many times I've tried to change, Ian? Every January. <laughs> Every January. And then about end of February, beginning of March, I say to myself, guess what? Everybody's getting this. I'm an as-is purchase. I've just resigned myself to the fact that things aren't changing, Ian. I get it. I've been there. But I wasn't satisfied. And I knew that it could be done. So I sat down and did all the research. Read everything. Studied everything. Talked to everybody. To learn more about this thing called change. And we came up with a proprietary behavioral change process that we call the change continuum. It's a process for personal change. And although the lawyers won't let me say guarantee, I'll tell you right now, man, you'll change. Tens of thousands of people have used it and they've changed. And on next week's show, 
<laughs> I know. That is so bad. Everybody's looking at me right now like, really? Is that what we're doing on next week's show? Yeah, on next week's show, if you tune in, I'm going to walk you through the step-by-step of the change continuum. Six steps, change continuum, a process for personal change. If utilized, you will change the thing that you're not completely satisfied with. So join us next week, will you? And we'll unpack this change continuum. If anything in today's show helped you, was a positive for you, made you think, or if you'd like to see us do something else, you can always reach me at ian at thechangingpoint.life. And remember, it's true. Most of us do not possess the greatness to bend history itself. That's true. And we're probably not going to change the whole big bad world. But you know what? You and me, people like us, we can handle our little corner of the world. So between now and the next time we come together, let's both go handle our little corner of the world. Thank you for visiting us here at The Changing Point. Take care, everybody.